Good day and a very warm welcome on this cloudy day outside. You might not know it when you listen to this, it may be a very sunny day. But as we're sitting and talking here this morning on the eighth episode of the Fellowcast, I have Monique Boetes with me. She is the admin of the fellowship. She's also the secretary and a PA to Rob, as well as the conductor of most things that is happening in this building. So welcome, Monique. Well, bye, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, can I eat you in Afrikaans? Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing very well. I love the cooler weather. I think it's great. Um, and it's, yeah, what a privilege to be on, on the podcast show. Yeah, so thank you very much for inviting me. It's my pleasure. And, and I'm excited to talk to you this morning. And um, I think what, what you do, you do so many things in this building. And I don't think people often understand what it is that you do or they get a, a big picture of what it is that you are doing. So mm-hmm. today we're going to hopefully get into the mind of Monique oh um, and into <laughs> the back the back alleys of Monique and just so that people can understand what it is that you do. So, just just to start off, what do you do when you are not making people's lives function? Which basically is what you you do on a <laughs> daily basis. <laughs> okay, um, basically, I really try and make my own life function <laughs> and try and balance a whole lot of things. So, um, obviously, your normal run of the mall things like cooking, cleaning, shopping. Um, Spending time with God, balancing a full-time work, mm. um, discipling after hours, exercising, shopping, cooking, cleaning, writing, including some time for R&R, which in my book means family and friends, yeah. hobbies, and um, just reading, just yeah. relaxing. Yeah. Getting getting filled up with all the good things, food, yes, books. Yes, food and books and experimenting with food recipes and my own that I make up and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah just living life yeah. like everybody else, trying to make a living and have a lovely, um, happy life. Yeah, that's good. A happy life. And I know yeah. you like curry. You've said oh, before that, <laughs> that you, you cook curry every week. Yeah. So maybe, maybe one day you can share one of your curry recipes with us. We will do that. So <laughs> So what what would you say, Monique, um, is your is your greatest trait? I know that's often a difficult question to mm-hmm. ask someone. It seems like you may be boasting, but but that's not what 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 you would be doing. What is it that you would say is your greatest trait? That's a really difficult one to answer for me. Um, but I think one of the things that I've realized over the years and the things that God has showed me, the one thing that He said to me once years ago is get to know yourself, mm. and. I think my greatest trait is also my biggest weakness, mm. which in the sense means God created me with a lot of dif- different opposites. Yeah. Um, I have high profit um, motivational gifting, but I also have high motiva- uh, mercy gifting. Mm. Um, I love to I love people, but I charge my batteries on my own. Yeah. Um, I'm an extrovert and I'm an introvert. Um, mm. So it's a lot of contradictions within my personality. And I used to think there was something wrong with me. Mm. And until God started to show me that he created me like that, um, it's a place where I've realized that that's the place where he used me the mm. most. So when I need to be profit, I I do. Okay, when I yeah. need to be between people, I can. When I'm not, it's also cool. Mm. So uh, there's others, but that's the one that I've grown to love the most mm. yeah, that's and appreciate the most. I think mm. in, in, in just n- knowing what you do every day, I think it's it's a beautiful combination yes. to, to be adaptable because yes. you face people that are introverts, you face people that yeah. are extroverts, that are opinionated, that are timid. And yeah. I think uh, having this kind of personality and the traits that you do have and the ability to to know when to apply 
what mm-hmm. um, I think is what I, I would definitely agree. It is a it is a brilliant trait th- that that we see in your life every yes. day, not just yeah you speak about. So um, I, I know you you used to teach Pilates classes, <laughs> and and yeah. I, I know every now and again you mm. pop a dance move in worship or something. <laughs> so I know you like to dance, and and I think it was something in in the lines of ballet. Yes. But what what other other hidden talents do you have that we don't know about? Um. Besides cooking curry, of course. Yes, besides my, my cooking abilities, <laughs> which some people might not agree with. Okay. But anyway, never <laughs> as mind long that. As you enjoy it. That's not, um, yes, I do. <laughs> um, I think uh, the one thing, uh, once again, that I've learned about myself over a period of time is that I have a natural ability to connect people. Mm. And it's something that I don't think about. It just comes naturally, and I can natu- uh, see what relationships will be a good relationship. And uh, I'm not only talking about. Um, relationships between people but friendships Mm. I can even see that will be a good business connection and that will be so it's really I think that's something that not it becomes it comes naturally but I think it is uh, maybe not something that a lot of people know about Mm. me in a sense Mm. yeah I can testify that that's true (laughs) often when people come up to me and ask questions my first response is uh I'll send it to Monique (laughs) because she'll know where to put you and where to send you so that really is true it is it is what we see in your life so so did you always work at the church at the fellowship year, or did you have a different career before this? Yeah, I had, um, and I should actually say I had a few. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been in the work industry for for many years, obviously, um, but I've been in very various different um, industries and various different kinds of positions, yeah. um, and partly because that's what I love. I love a challenge, so I used to think. My mindset was, if I don't know how to do that, I want to find out how to do that. And yeah. I will seek a position, find it, uh, get a, uh, get that work to do that work, and mm. then g- equip myself in the position. So I've been in sales. I've been an admin. I have been a, tra- a medical rep. I've been a waitress. I've been a Pilates instructor. Mm. I've been a beauty therapist so my my medi- my field in the industry varies literally from beauty physical um up to um construction um tr- service industry mm. food industry wow. so i've covered a lot of fields which yeah. everything in the end is actually exactly what god ended up using yeah. here as well yeah. so i know that there was a point in my life that a, one company that i worked for that i was the only person in the company that they could literally place anywhere anyway so which I personally thought was a good trait and good something to have, but it's not doesn't always reflect that good on my on my CV. But God's CV is works different to ours. Yeah, absolutely. You can see again how your personality that mm. you explained earlier comes through in the way that you mm. approach life and, and jobs and so on and, and what's that saying? God wastes nothing. Yeah, absolutely. He gets you ready. So how how did you end up then at the fellowship saying, meaning, you know, you went from all these different jobs to l- learning something to you? How did you end up here? I never, I never expected to end up at the church. It wasn't a desire of my heart. It wasn't something that I wanted. Um, I wanted to work in a place where I would be able to do what I enjoy most doing. Um, and then I was retrenched twice in two and a half years. Okay. And after the second retrenchment, um, when I went before God and I said to him, what's cooking here? I don't understand. He said to me, um, wait, 
and I literally waited for nine nine months. And in that period, it was very difficult to explain to people. I would send my CV off and they won't get it. Mm. It was that God just blocked absolutely everything. And I had nine months where I sat with him, where I did what I could to make to provide for myself. Mm. Um, but he literally did a supernatural move. So when about a few days before I got the position here, um, God said to me that, and he gave me very clear confirmation that where I'm going is where he wants me. Mm. Um, I asked for signs. He gave me to God miraculous signs. So I've never, when I started here, wondered about should I be here or not. Mm-hmm. It's never been, not for a second, ever a doubt to me. So, And my, my approach with God, and that is when you're ready to move me, he will move me. Yeah. Not I'm not going to push for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a beautiful story just to, to see how God lines things up mm. um, a, a, over our lifetime that often we, we're heading in a direction and even in your case you've, you've, you've been in different pit stops yeah. in terms of jobs and then, and then eventually you end up where you need to be for the season that, that you are in yeah. uh, hoping that you'll be here for a long time still well, depending on God, exactly. it depends on what he does, mm. you know, and I, I want to say one, uh, the one thing that I want to mention is I often, if I did not have that confirmation, I probably often would have taken my bag and walked out. Mm. It's a different dimension working in the church to what people really realize. They yeah. think it's nice. You can sit and pray the whole day and you can sit <laughs> 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 <and> Meditate. <laughs> Meditate. Go on and the mountain. Read the word. And yes, you do, but there's a dynamic that comes with this job. Yeah that um, is not easy and it's not something that anybody can prepare for so the knowledge that I'm here placed by him is the thing that gets me through those difficult times yeah yeah absolutely it's funny that you say that I've spoken to someone before (laughs) and they thought that when you work at the church you grow a vegetable patch and you're like a monk um, basically just sitting in silence the whole day but that's obviously someone that doesn't really know church yeah I grow vegetables and behind my desk (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so now that you yeah um, mm-hmm. uh, you can maybe just say how long you've been here for but but tell us about your your daily role at the fellowship i've, okay. I've kind of introed you in in, yeah. in what the things that you do but maybe you can flesh that out a bit well, okay. what is it that you do on a daily basis mm, i've been here nine years i'm going now to 10 years i cannot believe a it decade. it's like scary <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um yeah um to put it very like you've put it so nicely before that I'm the conductor of most things that happen here and um, yes that is true but also I think the part of my job when I started here and I went to God and I said to him I said what do you want me to do here Mm. really I mean the admin work the secretarial work is is really a breeze so what am I here for and he said to me you are here to support those that minister from this place and for me to be able to do that or for the ministry to happen I have um, I take care of everything that happens behind the scenes. Mm. So um, that um, it varies from answering the phone, greeting the people that come in, um, directing the traffic, doing the admin for ministry-related things. Mm. Um, I manage a total of about eight diaries. For some of them, it's everything. For yeah. others, it's sure. less. Um, I also do a a large part of a liaison between ministry and uh, the rest of the congregation Mm. and other people that is not from uh, from our community and everywhere else. Um, 
Another big part of my work is that I basically manage the activities that happen in this building. Um, and like you know, this is a very busy building. Mm. We use the whole building as much as we can to it cap its capacity. And then keeping up to date with things and the maintenance part of it, so it's not my job to do the maintenance, yeah. but I need to be able to have a place ready for ministry to take yep. place in that area. So, And for me, it's um, because I work for God, I want to do my best for Him. Yeah. Um, there's a strive for excellence for Him because of who He is yeah. and what He's done in my life. So um, I make pass on information and then obviously I make a lot of coffee and yeah. <laughs> you know why. But well, um, that's gone down in the last Yes, it has. <laughs> it's gone down and this is we talking about our beloved pastor. <laughs> so um, part of my function here is, um, I think the other part, is not measurable in stuff. Mm. It is um, being a gatekeeper and a radar. Mm. And um, that really means that um, God will often warn me when there's um, an attack coming against the body or stuff that's happening within the body with mm. our people, for instance. He'll give me, somebody will be on my mind constantly or I'll, I, just have an, I just have a sense that there's something is not right. So I communicate with the ministry leaders yeah. or I'll communicate with the pastor and say to him, this is what happened. And then very often um, I, I, I will know what's coming in for counseling mm. and I can pre-warn which is always a great tool to have yeah. um, and I can also see the other side of it I also see that God is going to do a great job in that person's yeah. life that come in here yeah it's it's literally that being yeah. the radar and being yeah. the gatekeeper of what's happening here yeah and, and you mentioned in there that you know, there's a lot of relying on God and, mm. and it's not just um, uh, skills and so on. And that's what I wanted to ask you. You know, I, I really see what you do and I, and I believe we all do, but what you do is ministry. Mm. Um, often I think people can think of a, an admin job or a secretary job as it's just a job. Mm. And, and you mm -hmm. said it well, you, you make sure you come alongside what is happening in the, in the rest of the church and, and you make sure it can happen. And so without you, those things cannot happen. How much do you have to rely on God? Or is a lot of it by going back onto skills and, and you know, strengths of yours and personality? Or, or is it more uh, uh, relying on God thing? You mentioned, you know, being the gatekeeper, the, the watchwoman. Yeah. Um, Valdu, um, there's obviously planning, skills and um, training that I've had in my life before. That's definitely, and my personality is a big part to play about um, in it as well. But... I cannot do this without God. Mm. I cannot get through one day without His help. Um, yeah. And if I'm not sensitive to His Spirit, it's at the cost. It, it has dangerous consequences. So if somebody phones in and it's a really... Um, there's suicidal threats, for yeah. instance, and I don't hear that God says you need to pay attention here or you need to make a plan here. Then I'm going to miss it, and it's yeah. going to the possibility of costing somebody's life is great. Yeah. So I take that very seriously, and I fully trust God in that. Mm. If I don't get a unction that this is really important, unfortunately, then people have to wait until we can help them. Not because I'm unsympathetic to mm. their problem, but because there's often people that is really at a place. Where, and it's not only that it's it's not but I, I cannot do this job without him yeah. I cannot do it without and I think I might be able to but when I do I st um, excuse my language but I stuff it up yeah. I really do and that's not because this is not about 
I mixed up an order where I've ordered. Yeah. This is people. And this is God's investment. Yeah. This is who he died for. So if I can't listen to him and I can't, I don't depend on my own love, but I depend on his love, mm. then I can love and further his kingdom. But mm. if I don't do that, I'm I'm a waste in his kingdom. Yeah. I think, and I think that's the key to, to ministry mm. is that we can do a lot of things without God. We can mm. pray, we can preach, we can conduct traffic or whatever it may be but when you do it with god in mind and with his guidance as the holy spirit guides you there's an anointing on it and that's when that breakthrough comes for the person on the other side of the phone or you just know you need to move this person there or this is what needs to happen so it, it really is it's ministry and it's and it's anointed and it is um led by the spirit which is awesome to see so what are some of the the challenges that you face as a gatekeeper, uh, you know, there's it's uh, working with people always has challenges because mm. everyone has a different view on things. Even listening to this, I think it, I think people will have a greater understanding of what you face on a daily basis. So wait, maybe what are some of those challenges? Um, the biggest challenge for me is not responding to what comes against the body, not responding to what comes into this office. So mm. if somebody comes in with their baggage and they hurt, and which a lot of us do yeah. even in the environment that we work is i i cannot respond to that i cannot because if i do i step right into it and mm. i partner with that spirit and i cannot do that for the better of the body so yeah. i ha- i have to constantly check my heart i have to constantly go to god and say to him please forgive me if i've been harsh please forgive me if i come across as unloving um and please give me your love for your people because mm. with people are not always likable and that's unfortunately it's sad but it's true and um i grew a thick skin in the process but i know my heart Mm. and i know often people will question my heart and that's okay they can question my heart but i answer to god for firstly and i have a structure of people around me that will come to me and say to me are you you all right um what's going on here so I'm safe in this environment, yeah. but I'm also safe in my confidence in who I am in Christ yeah. to know that I know my intention is not bad. I don't wake up in the morning and say, okay, whose life I can make, who can, whose life can I make difficult yeah. today? <laughs> I wake up with, what can I do for you today? For the kingdom, so, yeah. 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 And then on the flip yeah. side of that, what are some of the joys? Because obviously you Ooh, get to see things that lots. when we're in our offices or yeah. somewhere, you see stuff happening or coming in and coming out. When I say stuff, I mean, just what God has done. Yeah, you know, Valdu, I I really am extremely privileged to work where I work mm. because I see God's faithfulness every single day of yeah, my life. I, I see one p- a person walk in, and I see a different po- person walk out. Yeah, I see God move every day in healing, in deliverance, in restoration, in showing up mm. and just being who He is, faithful, mir- uh, miracles, um, a provider. Mm. I mean, it's the most awesome thing to see people come in and say, last week I didn't have money in my bank account and you prayed for me and God came through for me. There's food in my house. I could pay my rent. I could pay my water bill. So that's what an awesome place to be in. So I never doubt if God is good. I never doubt if he's faithful. Um, So for me, there's no greater joy than that. Yeah. 
It gives me a good idea. I think, do we we need to put a testimony book in your office as people goes out that they can just write in there what God we has done? Because do you hear all the stories, <laughs> and we don't always hear all the stories. Yeah. So I try and relate as much as yeah. I can, but it doesn't. We get busy and we forget sometimes. And maybe as set well. up a little camera quickly yeah. record them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Uh, yeah, then my mind is going in different directions. So, um, apart from all these things that you do, you've you've now decided, uh, or you've kind of re rededicated, uh, setting up the singles ministry. Uh, maybe maybe share your heart behind that. What's the heart behind the single mi- singles ministry? Why did you start it up again? Um, so that people can understand the concept behind it. Okay, um, I'm going to try and be as clear as I can on this. Um, obviously, because I'm single, I had to walk this road for quite a time. And mm. I had my own personal battle, and I don't wanna really want to go into that. So everything um, that I battled, I can see and recognize in other single people. And one of the things that I've realized is that single people are often overlooked in the church, mm. and it's not intentionally. Yeah. It is an unintentional thing because when you are married, there's so many different things that you have to face in your marriage and in your life together and kids. Mm. So it's definitely not, an, but it it's, it's not recognized it, people know they are single people, yeah. and but they don't understand the depth of what they face on Where a daily walking, basis. Yeah. And if you look at the churches, for instance, you will find there's ladies' ministries, men's ministries. There yeah. is ministry for young adults. There's for youth, for kids, for married couples. Yeah. And in some churches, you have divorce care, but there's never, there's not a singles ministry. Sure. And when you sit in prayer meetings, there's never really pray for single people and the challenges that they face. Mm. So, um, and God just brought so many people and I spot them. So there's just my heart in it. And I don't believe it's just my heart. I believe it's God. God's heart is to create a safe space for single people where they can walk in that church and they don't have to sit alone mm. and they don't have to walk out and rush out immediately after the sermon. They can have a safe space where they can meet other people, mm. make new friends, where they can get comfortable once they've been hurt in a relationship to start communicating to the opposite sex again and without being threatened without being putting themselves out there and if anything comes out of that that's an absolute bonus but that's not what it is it is a place where people are comfortable where people can talk about what the things and the challenges that they face um, where they can grow in their own um, healing in understanding and one of the biggest things is loneliness Mm. and I don't think there's many things I've gone and I've searched on the internet to look for stuff and books on loneliness and you don't find stuff really Sure. But and also the the, uh, the other thing for me that is a really important thing is there's not an example out in everywhere how to live a godly single life. Mm. You can go through the Bible and yes, it should be basic knowledge, but there's you have so many single people that live according to the world's way. Mm. And my heart is to say no. There's we can we can change the world's perception yeah. because it's not working in the world. Yeah. It's n- things are not working the way that the world is doing it. But we're not in a space where we recognize that and equip our single people to go into life mm. and make a change in life. Mm. And you don't have to be miserable to be single. It is not a curse. Yeah. It's a blessing. Yeah. It's a real blessing to be single until you want to change it or things happen in your life but you don't have to live a life where you feel you've missed something mm. or you're half a person or you're not recognized as because you're not a missus or a mister yeah. in that sense so yeah. um yeah that's basically really 
I can I can hear your passion in that, and I'm I love it. It just I, I really believe that's what translates to people is when people connect with the passion and the mm-hmm. heart behind it. That's why why I asked you what is the heart behind it because I really believe there's something in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned so many things in what you just said that is a no-brainer. You know, there's not enough material for people to read literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no groups for people to slot into, and and if we as the fellowship and and through a ministry like that with single people in our church can can reach those people can invite involve them and and not make like like you said make them feel different from the rest of the church we're all one body we, we have different groups like you said young adults youth yeah. married and this and that but but everyone are equal yes, uh, just in a different phase of life yes. and to to be able to still be in unity and, and that that excites me i'm really trusting that god will do an amazing work in I this ministry i trust him for that as well mm. i really do so so in terms of of your daily role in the life of of the church and and taking in, into um, consideration everything that you've spoken about this mm. today, what do you dream about seeing happen here? In this congregation, in this community, yeah. my biggest desire is to see God move in a new, fresh um, outpouring of Him and His love mm. so that people will walk away transformed completely mm. for life, not for a period of time, but for life. And then as far as the singles are concerned, I'm not interested in helping people find a partner. Mm. I'm not interested in that, but I'm rather interested in equipping people that when they do, that they will have a happy marriage until sure. the day they die. Sure. In short, that's really, I think, the two things. That's that, and that's powerful. So in one word, I know it's difficult, but in one word, what, I- what is one thing you need most in your job? Love, without a shadow of a doubt, and pray. But love, <laughs> love and prayer. That's two words, but I'll, yes, I'll take. Sorry, <laughs> I'll take that. Monique, thank you so much for for keep taking the time out. I know you're very busy, but taking the time out and just sharing your heart with the listeners, those who will be listening. And I'm really trusting that that this will give people a glimpse of what happens behind the scenes and and just your art and and that even when people listen to this they will connect with you on a different level and thank you for what what you do here at the fellowship it really blesses us as as people in ministry as as staff here it really is awesome and we just honor you for that so that's that's monique buetis and that was the eighth episode of the fellow cast next time we have belinda hool who is the the principal of the fellowship college and i'm really looking forward to hear from her and just find out her heart behind um, schools and youth and what it is that they do on a daily basis thank you for listening until next time bye bye